Welcome to the Taco Tuesday Fantasy Football Podcast, brought to you by Triple D Wine and Spirit Distribution and Rico's Cheese. Here's your host, Spicy Gumbo. Podcast listeners, and welcome to another exciting edition of the Taco Tuesday Podcast, presented by Rico's Cheese. It is week eight. We'll be talking a little bit about week seven coming up. I mean, week eight coming up, and week seven just passed, and Fantasy implications, games, injuries, waiver wires, all that fun stuff. And, of course, we'll have four questions. But I am joined by the first time our newest manager in the Taco Tuesday League, Ike. Um, tell me your team name, Ike. It's something really ridiculous, and you have to explain it to our listeners what it is. But, Ike, say hi to, the, say hi to our listeners. Hello, everybody. Thank you for having me, Chris. I'm glad to be here. Um, yeah, so I went with uh, dude looks like a Brady, right? Um, obviously referencing Tom Brady. Um, uh, he had uh, temporarily retired right before the uh, before the season started and decided to come back. Um, I was never a big Brady fan, but um, just got a lot of respect for the man. I mean, was he 45 years old going, you know, playing his 23rd season? Um you know, all-time leader in, like, what, passing yards, touchdowns, I think attempts and completions as well, plus the seven Super Bowl rings, of course. But um, So, yeah, just a uh, little, little respect there for, for Mr. Brady um, is how I came with that. So, I got you. So, so um, let's sort of say if you missed his team name in our league, our Taco Tuesday league, is dude looks like a Brady. Um, and I, 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 for some reason, I thought it was like a lyric from a song or something like that. So I was like, I don't know why he came up with this. I'm assuming it's Tom Brady, but it could be a lyric from a song. So either way, um, and, and it team? is. Yeah. Um, so yeah, dude, dude looks like a lady, right? Aerosmith. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's not a lady; it's a Brady, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, your team in our league. How, how how's your team doing? How'd you do this week? Well, um, unfortunately, you, you took me down, so thanks for that, Chris. <laughs> you're, you're quite welcome. I, I uh, want to bring it up just to, just just for you to hear you say that, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, yeah. I. Uh, yeah. You took me down. I'm I'm right there in the middle of the pack, I guess. I'm kind of like the ladder of the pack. I think I'm sitting number nine or something. Uh, but uh, I tell you what, I'm having a really good time. Uh, it's been a while since I've uh, since I've played fantasy. Um, you know, when it first started, I think it started uh, like late 90s or something. I, I think I probably started playing like in the mid-20s uh, or something, 2000s. Um, and uh, we had good leagues. Uh, they weren't as structured as, as this one. I've noticed that. Um, but, no, I'm really having a good time getting back into it. Um, Augie and I, Augie got me into it. Um, uh, we have a couple little side bets between us uh, going in. So it just makes the uh, watching the games you know, a lot more interesting on, on Sundays and, and Thursdays and Mondays. So uh, I really enjoy it. Yeah, it's funny. We I was actually talking about this with some of our listeners. Um, so first of all, Ike is the newest member of our league. I mentioned that earlier. He came in, took over a manager that left our league. So he, I'm glad he's here. And I'm glad he's having a good time. But I was mentioning it to some of our listeners. You know, when I watch when I watch football on Sundays now, 
how much fantasy football has ruined me um, from watching games on Sundays. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I have to have the red zone on and I have to have um, numerous games going to watch my players. Cause like you said, this is the T this is the league of, <laughs> of reference. My taco Tuesday league. It's a fun league. It's a different kind of league. It's very structured. I, I I'm very structured with the rules and I love having the podcast and help from sponsors and free prizes every week. Thank you, Rico's. And um, so, but the thing about it is like when I watch, football like i don't put any bears players on my fantasy football teams like across the board not because i'm i dislike the bears they actually did pretty well last night Monday night football um i just i just yeah i just can't I, I can't struggle with it because the bears are my team. I'm from Chicago originally. And oh, I, like watching, okay. I like watching the bears and I, I don't want to watch the bears and worry about players. I just want to watch the bears and enjoy it. So even, even during our draft, Ike, when I think David Montgomery came around and it was my, my turn. I was thinking it was round four, round five. I was like, Nope, I am passing him up. I think I passed him <laughs> up for Mar- Marquise Brown or something like that. I got, I can't remember who I passed him up for. Um, luckily I traded Marquise Brown before I got injured, but anyway, all that's a different story. So anyway, well, I'm glad to be glad you're here. Let's talk about, um, so this podcast is coming out on the 25th, which is Tuesday. And we're not going to talk to anybody till after Halloween. So I, I like to talk to my, guests that not just about football but about their life in general are are you a big halloween guy ike do you decorate do you do a kind of any kind of fun stuff halloween do you dress up still i know you and i are on the probably the wrong side of 50 but do you, do you dress yeah. up still do you do something <laughs> do something like that what, what, what's, what's your halloween household it's, look like so it's funny you ask because halloween's Probably my wife's favorite uh, holiday. Uh, she loves Christmas, of course. But um, and we moved out uh, to the country. We live out in the country on thirteen acres, and um, so out here, I mean, there is no Halloween. I mean, our nearest neighbor is, I don't know, a, a good uh, third of a mile away. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so there is no Halloween. So she was really bummed out. Um, I, I myself, when we lived back in Universal City in the subdivision, I'd help her decorate. I'd go out there, you know, have a drink of beer while she's passing out candy. I'm, but I'd mainly go inside because there's usually a football game, um, usually college on, on Halloween. So that's what I'd be doing. So, But, yeah, my wife was really bummed out. Uh, I mean, she loves living out here in the country, but um, – because that's one of her favorite holidays. Uh, this year, we're going to go to my son's house, uh, one of our son's house, and so she can, you know, decorate there and pass out candy and so kind of, kind of, you know, get a little bit of that back. I guess I'll probably go out there and see my grandsons, but, uh, but uh, yeah, it, as far as I'm concerned, eh, eh, not, not so much, but yes, my <laughs> wife, I love with her. Yeah, I've been the same boat with you. My my wife, um, we we li- we still live kind of in a subdivision, so we still have the you know dozens of kids that come by every year. We're big, like we live on a corner, have a pretty big lot, so we decorate like crazy. We're still decorating. We we decorated October first for Halloween, and then oh, last wow. weekend, my wife said, "Hey, look, I found this new decoration." I was like, "I was like, where are we going to put it? We have no space on our, on our lawn." I was like, we, "We can find space." So she got some deal and a blow up. We put a new blow up out there on the lawn. There was actually a spot in our lawn where there was space for it. So we put it out there. But we're big Halloween people. We have tubs and tubs of Halloween stuff. Not as bad yeah. as Christmas. 
Christmas. Christmas is a whole other Griswold story. But we yeah. we we love decorating. We love kids coming out. We and every year when you know I'm up in a ladder trying to put lights in a tree or <laughs> this and that. Like I'm, I just can't do this anymore. And at just at that point, typically some kid walks by and he doesn't see me. He's like, "Mom, this is the house. This is the house I always decorate." So I was like, "Oh, I got to keep going with it." So I know, I, know, I, I, <laughs> I know at some point Ike, I'll fall out of that ladder and something bad will no. happen. <laughs> <laughs> but we enjoy it, you know. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a big believer. My my kids are older too. I got I got an older daughter in college, and I got mm-hmm. a, another daughter who's a senior in high school. I do have one son who's 12 years, 11 years old. Um, he, he's not big into Halloween. He doesn't like the trick or treat. He likes he likes giving out candy. He eats uh-huh. more than he gives out. But yeah. <laughs> so, but um, you know, so I always make sure I get a couple of Reese's and Kit Kats out of that bowl before before the. What, what's your what's your favorite Halloween candy? If you have if, if, uh, if, if you have to pick one. Yeah, can't go bad, uh, wrong with Snickers, but I also like uh, Paydays and uh, Almond Joys. <laughs> Payday, man. I haven't seen that in a while. <laughs> Love Paydays, man. Yeah. <laughs> my, my, yeah my, those, those, are, those are some old school. I remember my, when I, like, we would go to like my, my grandma's um, when I was really small back in the 80s. And like, um, and we would she would always give out like the old school candies like the Werther's originals and the little the hard candy <laughs> yeah the hard candy little little <laughs> ones that look, look like strawberries and the red candy yeah yes yes yeah <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> that was terrible whatever no, like i never like now when i give out candy like i literally never buy them they still sell it at the store they still sell it at the bottom shelf i won't buy it i will buy the kit kats and snickers <laughs> you know the ones that the kids want so but anyway <laughs> i could talk halloween for hours let's get into some games Good here, um, let's get into some games. People that want to hear about your mm-hmm. your mind's life around, revolving around the holidays. Um, so let's talk about one game. I really want to talk about was the 49ers Chiefs game. Uh, probably, you know, very interesting game as you alluded to prior to the game. The Panthers trade CMC to the 49ers. We weren't sure how much he was going to play. He ended up not playing that much. I don't think he played at all in the second half. You know, they, they schemed up some early stuff for him. You know, he had about 10 carries, I think about 40 yards, didn't score. I, I don't know what to, how, to, how, to, how to take this game. It was a Super Bowl rematch. I think it was Super Bowl 54 or 53. It was a couple of years ago. I thought the 49ers defense was good. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think it's just that the Kansas City offense came alive at the right time. What did you think about this game, Mike? I absolutely agree, Chris. I mean, what can you say? You know, uh, Mahomes, uh, he came out, what, three for, I think, over 400 yards, uh, what, three touchdowns, something like that. Um, you know, I mean, it's really hard to stop that guy. Um, but I'm with you. I, I thought the 49ers defense was a lot better than what, uh, you know, what they showed uh, Sunday uh, I was a little disappointed um, uh, with that. As far as McCaffrey, you know, that was my number one um, pick um, this season. And, um, yeah, they got him in there, like you said, in the first half. Second half, I don't think he played that much. I was uh, – uh, I watched some of that game, but not all of it. Um, um, I think he ended up with, I don't know, I don't know if it was like 12 points or something like that, maybe 15, something like that. But, um yeah, I was I was a little disappointed with the uh, 49ers defense. To, I mean, they came out looking yeah, through what they took uh, like a 10 mil lead uh, right off yep. the top, and um, it looked good at front, but uh, or at the beginning. But uh, yeah, I mean, what can you say about Mahomes? And he just he did what he does. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's funny. I mean, I really faded a lot of the Kansas City offense, except for Mahomes. 
you know, early in the season. I just, I just didn't trust them. I mean, other than Mahomes and Kelsey, well, Kelsey, it's funny. Kelsey had a bad game as far as Kelsey goes, but as far as tight ends go, I think he had about 80, 80 yards and five or six catches. So that's pretty good. But the funny thing was about, about Kansas city is it just kind of goes to show you how dangerous their offense really is. Like it really shows to show you how much they can, they can hit you with from any direction with any player. And, you know, seeing, MVS get involved, seeing Juju get involved the way he did. I mean, and even seeing um, um, Ceh uh, score a touchdown. Pacheco was a starter; he did well. It's just, it's it, you, you, it, as a defense, it's hard. I, mean, I think the 49ers have a good defense. They just had a really hard time figuring out who to cover. Or oh, you're, you're going to cover Ceh? Okay, we'll hand it off to Miko Hardman, and he'll score two running yeah. touchdowns for us. You know, mm-hmm. it's just a really, really hard team to defend. Uh, you know, Andy Reid schemes it really well. So, and I think that what really goes understated here is the defense came out a little bit on Kansas City side. And I think they had five sacks on Garoppolo, you know, the statue back there. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, it, you know, I, I can't say that that's, that's uh, surprising. Garoppolo's not known for his athleticism and speed, but it was nice to see the Kansas City defense come out and play. Um, I think the 49ers, I think <laughs> their next game is the Rams. I think they'll get right on that game. Chiefs, they kind of wanted to go out on a high note. I think they're going out on bye, you know, from losing to the Bills last week. They kind of wanted to go out with a high note, so they did that pretty well. So I'm interested to see how the Chiefs going forward. But another game that I watched that I was equally – you know, kind of question mark stumped on was the Cowboys and the Lions. And I watched the entirety of this game because I am, most listeners know, we are a South Texas podcast. We, yeah. we, we, we are located pretty close to Dallas. We love the Cowboys. A lot of people here, they are my second favorite team behind the Bears. And at halftime, I was like, uh, I guess we can put Cooper Rush back in. This is this is not going so well. It was it was it was hard. it was tough running there, Ike, for the first few first few quarters. It was tough to watch, and and that's who I grew up. I mean, that was um, you know my my team there, the Cowboy. Uh, grew up a Cowboys fan, and I still am. Don't care too much for Jerry Jones, um, especially the way he let Tom Landry go. But that's another story for another day. But, um, but yeah, uh, you know, I mean, Detroit had him on the ropes uh, up until the very end. Uh, I really thought they were going to pull it out. I mean, um, and I watched the whole, pretty much the whole game as well. Um, Detroit, I mean, what, they were down a one-yard line, and, and they could have even uh, contested the play before that appeared to be a touchdown, uh, but they did, and they quick snapped it, and then what they do, they fumbled. And yes. uh, on one yard line, right? So I mean, that would have that would have taken them, you know, given them the lead. But uh, um, I mean, the defense, of course, Dallas defense. Uh, I mean, that uh, Michael, uh, um, um, Michael Parsons, you got it. Michael Parsons, that guy's a beast, man. Oh yeah, um, he really, really is. Um, yeah, I was not impressed uh, with uh, with Dak's return, Chris. Um, I think he had well, just a tad over 200 yards passing. Um, uh, I wasn't impressed with it at all, uh, but uh, they pulled it out somehow. Yeah, it's it's interesting, you know, with the Dallas offense. And by the way, to our younger listeners, Tom Landry was a famous Cowboys coach um, in, the, in, the, in the 70s and 80s. And uh, so a lot of our listeners may be a little young to understand that reference, like, but reach out mm-hmm. to me on Twitter, younger listeners, and I'll explain to you the history of the Cowboys. But, but yeah, the... Uh, the Cowboys in general 
came out flat. You know, they really did. I mean, their offense kind of pulled it together, but really, I think as their defense, like you said, we got to talk about. I mean, like you said, Micah Parsons, Demarcus Lawrence, Trayvon Diggs. Mm-hmm. I mean, all those guys. I, I would say the Cowboys possibly have three or four top players at their respective positions on defense. I really do. I mean, a lot can be said about the Bills defense in, in the league, but I would put the Cowboys defense right next to them. You know, it's just, it's hard because I, I want to say the Cowboys are contenders and I, I, I really do. It's just that offense scares me so much. I mean, it's just such, such inconsistent, you know, offense without, especially since they don't have Amari Cooper anymore. I mean, CeeDee Lamb still had a decent game. Schultz got a few catches. I was really scared about Zeke when he had that crazy hit on his knee. I thought, yeah. well, yeah. there, goes his, there, goes, there goes his career. You know, I really yeah. thought that was it. Um, he came back in. So he takes a pounding. So I, I'm, I'm going to put the Cowboys like kind of in the, Eh, maybe aisle as far as um, contenders because I, I mean I love the NFC East I love the the Giants and the Eagles in that in that division I think they're really really well um, the Cowboys got the Bears next hopefully let's we'll see I, I that's 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 the oh. game I told I, I told my I told my I told my wife that what are we gonna do because <laughs> yeah. she, she's with me she's a huge Bears fan with a huge Cowboys fan so we're gonna one of us is gonna wear a Cowboys shirt one of us is gonna wear a Bears shirt there you go <laughs> we're, 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 we're just gonna spread it, spread the love around um, I think the Lions That's play the Dolphins yeah mm-hmm. and then on the other side of the ball you know the Lions defense played pretty well I gotta hand them they they, they did play pretty well against the Cowboys. Um, it's just their defense offense can never get on the same page. Like when their offense was scoring, you know, averaging four to five touchdowns a game before this, they scored no touchdowns and their defense steps up and it's always back and forth. I don't know what Dan Campbell's going to do. The poor guy just looks frustrated with that team. So they have yeah. the Dolphins next. I don't know what they're going to do against the Dolphins. Probably offense will come to play. Defense will go back in, under a rock somewhere, but we'll see. But that, that, uh, another game, <clears throat> I loved watching because <laughs> I, I, I I hate to do this to you, Ike, but I just love watching um, Tom Brady get frustrated. It's just, it's just, it's yeah. just, it's just, it's just <laughs> an interesting thing. Those expressions yeah. he makes, right? <laughs> I mean, you see how hot he gets, and I'm just sitting on the couch with my popcorn, <laughs> just watching him get so hot. Um, so um, the Bucks lose to the Panthers in royal fashion, you know, twenty-one to three. I, 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 this is this is what's really upsetting about this game, Ike. Uh, so I, as long as a lot of listeners know who listen to the podcast, I was in Vegas last weekend. And before I left, um, it was Tuesday, and the point spreads had come out for this week's games last Tuesday, and I was like, oh, okay, I'll put a twelve-team parlay down, you know. 20 bucks to win like something ridiculous like 20 grand and mm-hmm. i picked and i picked a lot of um dogs to win and i picked a lot of and i picked some favorites and the one team that did not come through for me were the bucks they were favored by mm-hmm. nine and a half points they lose by oh more than more than 15 well, and 18, if, if, yeah. yeah if they had if they had won i would be on a plane back to vegas to collect my 20 grand but wow. <laughs> since since they did not win they i mean i bet i i, I covered that i bet the jets i bet the you know i mean just 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 a bunch of dogs that i bet the commanders i mean things things would have just rolled the right way i would have been i would have been nice so but it, it's okay but anyway going back to this game enough about my gambling woes i have a problem i know i, I, I know <laughs> listeners i do um so but you know I, Chris, I thought, I, go ahead yeah. yeah what do you think i was shocked man i was i was really really shocked i mean um 
yeah, I mean, and Carolina started what their third uh, string quarterback, I think, is a uh, um, I think uh, T.J. Walker. Quarterback. Yeah, T.J. Walker. Yeah, because Mayfield's out, and then um, uh, who's their uh, other one? Um, Darnold. Yeah, Darnold. Yeah, yeah P.J. Darnold, Darnold's yeah. out. P.J. Walker, XFL phenomenon, started. <laughs> So with their third string quarterback, they do this, uh, and I mean, throw twenty one points up there uh, on a very good, uh, what I thought was very good, Tampa Bay defense. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's like the offense, the Tampa Bay's offense, just they can't, they're they're not clicking. But they, it, it's been that way all year. I think last year at this time they were, I mean, they or for the year they averaged like over thirty points a game. Um, just a tad bit, and I think this year they're like just a tad over 20. I mean, that's a 10 point difference, that's huge. Um, but yeah, I was, I, I, I was shocked, um, that we could only put three points up on the board. Of course, Brady's my quarterback, right? And I have Evans. Uh, Evans had a pretty good day, actually. I think he had a tad bit uh, under 100 yards, uh, receiving, I think like 96 or something. Um, and Brady as well. I think he threw for like 280, 290 yards or so. But, um, yeah, they just couldn't get into the end zone. Yeah. Uh, other than that horrific catch miss by Evans on the first first drive of the game, I was watching. I was, oh, there's a touchdown. Oh, there's not a touchdown. <laughs> I, I was saw like, that replay. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, wow, that is, that is just, a, just a small world of what's going on at Tampa Bay. Yeah. I, I, I think it all starts with the offensive line. It's, it's, it's a big shifting, you know, injuries this year. It's definitely the same line as it was last year. Their, their run game was non existent here. I, I just, Fournette, no matter who you throw Bo back there, their, their run game was just terrible. And if you don't have, if it's okay to have a, a semi decent run game with the phenomenal pass game they have, but if you have no run game whatsoever, mm. um, that pass game is going to suffer because all the defense got to do is play the pass. I mean, because it's yeah, running, it's not, that's all they got to do is play the pass, the pass rush, drop six, you know, drop seven guys back there. And mm-hmm. you know, it's just going to be a tough day for Tom Brady. But I, I, I like Carolina. I really thought they were in like, tank mode fire sale you know with this team without you know any, any any bet i would always bet against carolina because oh they're just they're just selling their team they're tanking and i i guess they're not you know so um i i do think that the i don't know how long pj walker can last with carolina but i personally think he is much better than <laughs> Baker Mayfield or yeah. Sam Darnold. I, yeah. I, I, I actually think he keeps that job, even if they come back healthy. So, but we'll see, we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he, yeah, he, he played, he played pretty good against again, uh, um, a pretty, pretty, uh, tough, uh, Tampa defense. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. That's not a team I really keep up with. I really thought it, and also because they had just uh, traded McCaffrey, uh, to, um, uh, I guess that was another reason I was really, really shocked that it ended the way it did. But um, I guess Deonta, on any given yeah. Sunday, huh? <laughs> yeah, Deonta Foreman and Chubba Hubbard, you know, guys on the waiver we'll talk about in a second. But another quarterback that I love watching expressions on, and <laughs> every time something bad happens to him, it's just it's just funny to watch. I, I even love watching his post um, press conference expressions as 
is Aaron Rodgers. Uh-huh. And, <laughs> and another another loss for the Green Bay. They've lost they've lost three in a row. They lost to the Giants, they lost to the Jets, and they lost to the Commanders. Um, those yeah. are the last three games they've lost in a row. They play the Bills next. I don't know if things are gonna get any easier for Aaron Rodgers going against the Bills yeah. next week. Um, but it's interesting to, to see this Green Bay team. I I, I actually had a high hopes for them coming into this season. They lost their, obviously, their most prolific receiver in Devontae Adams. They are severely missing him now. I thought I thought they would be able to cover it with some rookie receivers, but these guys are dropping balls. They're not running the right routes. And part of it is quarterback. I, I'm not going to lie. I think, I think Aaron Rodgers definitely needs to own up to a little bit of inaccuracy and rust on his part. But agree. I, I think Green Bay needs to trade for a receiver before the trade deadline if they want to save their season. Um, what do you think? I absolutely agree with you, Chris. Um, yeah. You know, this game was like, wow. I, you know, Vegas had to know something when they had the uh, Green Bay less than a touchdown favor. I think the line originally came out like at, I don't know if it was a five and a half or something. It closed at four. And I'm thinking four points, man. And yeah, um, yeah. So Vegas do something we didn't, but um, uh, yeah, against an inept uh, Washington offense. I mean, Washington hasn't done anything all year long, you know. Um, uh, of course, Green Bay's offense uh, has not done uh, much either this year. But uh, um, yeah, I was uh, I was just as shocked uh, with this game as I was with uh, Carolina being Tampa Bay. Yeah, it's 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 a situation in Green Bay they're not used to. Yeah, they're used to winning. They're definitely not winning right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I definitely could see, like, talking back about Carolina, I, I could see this be a great fit for DJ Moore if they want to trade him to Green Bay. I think Jerry Judy um, or even KJ Hamler from the Broncos. I mean, there's a couple of places that receivers are not doing too well that are very talented receivers. I think it would be good for, for Green Bay. I don't know. I don't know what to do with the situation. The same thing with the Commanders. You know, you got to get a hand to Heineke. You know, the guy came in there, gets the job done. He kind of reminds me of a Heineken beer. You know, Heineken yeah. beer, it's it's all right. You know, I'll, I'll drink it if it's there. It gets the job done, but it's not the beer. I think it's got to win any awards here. But, like, it's just, it's just one of those things. I mean, he got Scary Terry off the board, got him a touchdown, some good yards, some clutch catches by him. So uh, I have I, I have still no hopes for the commanders in their division. I think they're definitely the worst in NFC East, one of the bottoms in the NFC. And, but I think Green Bay – with the running attack, you know, with Aaron Jones caught a couple of nice passes. I, I do think there's hope there in Green Bay to because the end the, the NFC North is not a strong division other than Minnesota. So I do think that they have a chance to make the playoffs, but they got to make some moves on the trade deadline deadline before next week. But um, I absolutely agree with you. You need to get uh so you know like a top rated um, a wide receiver there for for Aaron to, to throw to. But yeah, I I, I I like when he, uh, you know, his expressions as well. Um, um, so yeah, it's a, not. A, I'm not a Green Bay fan either. So I really, I really enjoy watching. Uh, you know, when when he doesn't do well, just those expressions he make. <laughs> yeah, I think I watched some of the pest cuffs afterwards. It's like, oh, this is just what we needed. And I'm thinking they're sitting there. You needed to get your your butts handed to you by the worst team at NFC East. That's what you needed. Come on, yeah. man. I mean, takes. I mean, take some accountability. Stand with your team. I, I just. I, I do not like how full of himself he is. So, but that's a talk yeah. for the day. Um, yeah. I'm gonna take a quick commercial break here. I come. I'll put a commercial in here, and we'll be right back, everybody, with some key injuries and some waiver ads going into Week Eight. Very good. 
Oh, for this commercial break, it's one of my favorite segments, listeners. It is, what movie is that commercial from? So if you're listening to this podcast on Spotify, at the end, you'll notice I asked a question. All you got to do is chime in there and name the movie that this fictitious commercial is from. The first person to chime in with the correct response will win $10 and Uber bucks from our friends at Triple D Distribution. So, here is the commercial. It's from a classic, one of my favorites. Good luck. You can be all the things you've always wanted to be. Beautiful, sexy, easy as one, two, three. And we're back. So, you know, there's a there were some terrible injuries this past week, and some were like season ending. And I'm gonna start with the probably the biggest one I think I saw was Brees Hall running back Jets um, torn ACL out for the season. But even more troubling was um, Elijah Vera Tucker, which a lot of people don't know who that is. That's one of their offensive linemen. He tore his tricep. He's out for the season. So I always say things start and end with the offensive line. And it, it, it proved a point last week when I mentioned, you know, San Francisco losing one of their offensive linemen and how terrible their run game was this past week against, <laughs> against the Chiefs. So I, I really think people should start watching offensive linemen injuries and tempering expectations with their offensive running backs. So going into this game, next week for the Jets. Uh, they, they did trade. I just, I saw this yesterday. They did trade for James Robinson. They got him from the Jaguars and acquired mm-hmm. him. Um, wh- what do you think? Do you think he's a good fit there in New York? Do you think we sh- people who own James Robinson should maybe temper expectations? Ike, what do you think? I think, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's hard to tell, you know, um, I don't really keep up with Robinson a lot. Um, let's see here. Who is uh, who's my who's quarterback in the Jets right now? Um, so right now they got the the, the young kid, Zach Wilson, QB in the okay. Jets, and yeah, he he's he's doing okay. You know, still learning. I, yeah, he's. I mean, the Jets are good. They're a good team, you know. And I really did. They they are they want to win now, so that's why I think they went and got this. They kind of trying to make them moves right now. Yeah, yeah. I think with. The instant James Robinson, they already have Michael Carter there. So that's why I, I don't know, you know, to James Robinson owners out there, you know, unfortunately, James Robinson was not getting it done in Jacksonville. You saw the last game, he had almost no carries. Um, ETN is definitely being the guy in Jacksonville. I think that's going to be the same moving forward. So but I, I want people to, you know, curb your expectations of Robinson in New York just because, you know, Michael Carter is still there. Michael Carter is a very good football player. He's a very good running back, but I definitely think Robinson can get you RB2 numbers, maybe borderline RB3 numbers there as well. At best, yeah. Um, a, couple, a couple more of the key injuries. Um, Ryan Tannehill hurt his ankle. Chuba Hubbard hurt his ankle. Not really serious injuries. A couple other big receivers that got hurt. Um, DK Metcalf and Mike Williams 
big receivers went down. Um, Mike DK Metcalf, Williams, yeah, yeah, I, Mike Patel, got him on my Patel, roster. That hurts. <laughs> yeah, Mike. I mean, four to six weeks he's out. Um, Amon Ross St. Brown had a concussion the first play of the game, and he went out. He's day to day. Alan Lazard's out day to day. Another big Najoku out three to five weeks. Um, and then Evan Neal, um, New York offensive lineman, MCL sprain, he's out four weeks. So what does all this mean? It means you got to go look under the waiver wire this week, guys. So a couple of key picks um, that are really good on the waiver wire this week. Um, again, I say this with a, a grain of salt here, guys. I am not telling you to go bench your starters for these guys. <laughs> if you're needing any one of these guys, that means you ha- either had an injury on your team or mm-hmm. you have a needy position, a bye week, something like that. But don't bench your tried and, tr- and true and tested starters for these guys. So um, DJ Dallas, I think, is a good waiver wire ad. He only had one carry, um, but he is right behind Ken Walker on the depth chart. And he's a good player ad available in 98% of the leagues. Um, Taylor Heineke, which we talked about earlier, if you are a Ryan Tannehill fan, maybe a super flex lead, 94% available. Uh, Latavius Murray with Boone out. But Mike Boone got injured. It's just him and Melvin Gordon um, sharing carries. And Latavius Murray scored this past week, um, 77% available. Uh, Paris Campbell, <laughs> I, I'm not going to get burned by this guy again. I've had Paris Campbell on my, on my, on my, on my lineup like the last two seasons, and the guy has been a dud, and he's scored a couple of touchdowns the past couple of weeks. Uh, Matt Ryan is out <laughs> just because I think he's not good. because <laughs> that's, that's what the Colts are saying, not due to injury. We're just benching him for the year because we made a mistake. <laughs> he's not a very yeah. good player anymore. <laughs> so I just don't know temporary expectations with Paris Campbell. Um, but I think the biggest ads, the biggest ads that get, people should have already had these guys on their rosters, these two guys, these two running backs, I'll kind of harp on here before we get to four questions. Um, Deontay Foreman, Deontay Foreman um, mm-hmm. for Carolina, he's, he's available in 65% of the leagues. And I think he's a great ad just because he has CMCs out. And Chuba got injured at the end of the game. It was an ankle sprain. They say it's not serious, but we don't know how serious it would be. So if you are desperate and running at back position, I think um, Deonta Foreman for Carolina is a smash grab RB1 numbers. He's the only guy there running now, so they got to hand the ball to someone, you know? <laughs> yeah. Someone's going to be backfield, yeah. Um, we talked about Green Bay earlier needing a, a, a wide receiver. Um, Sammy Watkins may have some upswing if uh, Lazard misses some time for his injury. Um, um, and, uh, you know, it, Quarterbacks Daniel Jones uh, for uh, for Green or for uh, the Giants G Men he's been putting up some decent numbers if you're in need of a of a quarterback um, uh, so you know I'd like throw those two out there yeah Daniel Jones I mean he is QB eleven right now you know top twelve QB so QB one numbers I mean I agree if you are a Tannehill owner or if you are a Matt Ryan streamer they he, uh, Daniel Jones, great guy to pick up, especially mm-hmm. because of the offense. I mean, the offense, uh, they're doing all kinds of fun stuff there. They are yeah. having and they're fun. Clicking. They're clicking. Yeah. They're doing all kinds of trick plays. I mean, the offensive line, like I said, Evan Neal just got hurt. So I, I do think that the offense may have to scramble a little bit and for that position. But I agree, Daniel Jones, great pickup. The one guy that I think is probably going to be 
the, the best pickup right now this weekend. He should have been on your roster already. He was on my roster in one of my IR spots, and I didn't play him, and I kicked myself for not playing him, is Gus Edwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gus Edwards recently came back from his, his injury, and I watched that Ravens game, and he was by far, I mean, by far the best running back um, out of the scrubs. They were running out there with Kenyon Drake and Justice Hill. He outran both those guys and touches and carries and um, percentage on the field, as well as even Lamar Jackson. He outran him, scored a couple of touchdowns. I love J.K. Dobbins. I really do. But whenever the Gusta bus was in there for Baltimore, he just gets the job done so well. I just love the way he runs. He's powerful. He's big. He's tall. He's not involved in the, in the passing game too much, but that's okay. <laughs> Baltimore runs way more than it passes anyway. So he's available right now in 84% of Yahoo and Sleeper Leagues. If he is out there and you have any of your fab budget left <laughs> listeners, blow it on him. I, I really think that Gus Edwards is going to be the running back that will probably, possibly be a season changing for some fantasy owners by our tarot card reader earlier this season. So one of the questions I asked lady gray, if you guys are listeners, you know who lady gray is. If you're not listeners and you're brand new to this lady gray is a tarot card reader. We bring on the podcast every once in a while. So she said that someone out of this Ravens backfield will be a season changing running back. She said, she said she didn't know who, but the cards told her that someone out of this Ravens backfield will be a season changer. I do think it's going to be Gus Edwards. So if you have any fab budget left to go get it. Interesting. Yeah. 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 And we have to also remember we're approaching the midpoint of the season, Chris. Uh, so these injuries are going to start mounting up. Um, um, you know, a lot of injuries. I mean, Joku had a high ankle sprain too. I, I mean, I mean, um, there's a lot of the tight end issues. I mean, yeah. So, Blow, it's it's if you, I I unfortunately don't have much of my fab budget left, but luckily I have Gus Edwards on this roster in this league. But I don't have him on a couple of other leagues, so I'm going to see what I can do. But I do think he is probably the best waiver I pick up this week. But anyway, um, also if you are a listener of the podcast, you know what comes right after waiver wire pickups and ads. It is the famous the the the, the wonderful four questions segment. Eh. And Ike is a listener of this podcast. He already knows what to expect, don't you, buddy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna expect a big goose egg. I tell you what, I'm not real good with, with trivia, but hell, I'm gonna give it a, uh, my best shot, man. <laughs> so our friends at Rico's um, gave us a nice prize pack. To whoever throughout the season answers the most questions on our four question segment. I think we've had three for four has been the best score so far. Don't worry. Augie got, got, got one for four or zero for four. I can't remember what he got last week, but let's just, let's just hope that Ike does better than Augie. Let's just, let's just yeah. pull, pull, pull for that one. Okay, here we go. Question one. So they, they range from different 80s, 90s pop trivia um, to different areas. So question number one. Who is... Petunia Dursley's famous nephew. Mm. I read it again again for you. Who is Petunia Dursley's famous nephew? Well, first of all, I need to know who Petunia Dursley is. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Hmm. 
Yeah, I'll tell you what, Chris, I'm not going to waste your time because okay. I... Uh... <laughs> it's okay. And for all of my wizards and, and witches out there, the answer is Harry Potter. Harry Potter is Petunia Dursley's nephew. Okay. <laughs> and that was his mom's sister. So a lot of my a lot of my Potter fans that might know that. It's okay. Oh, for one. Let, let's let's get to a sports question. How about a sports question for you? Sounds good. Um, okay. What Indiana okay, what did Indiana Pacers guard Reggie Miller throw at referee Ed Rush in two thousand one to earn him a suspension? I remember that incident. Um what did he throw at him? Um, oh goodness! Was it a beer? I don't. I, I'm gonna say a beer. Uh no. He Reggie Miller was always known for chewing gum on the court, okay. so he took, he took his gum out of his mouth and <laughs> launched at him after a bad call. So um, can't give it to you. I mean, it was, no. it was a beer, but no, can't give it to you. Over two, over two. You still have a chance of beating Augie. He was he was he was one for four. So here we go. Number three. What U.S. military vehicle was first available commercially to the public in 1992? A Humvee. A Hummer. That was right. Yes, the Hummer. Hummer, the first commercially available vehicle. And the first person to actually buy one was um, Arnold Schwarzenegger back in 92. He was the first guy to ever own one of those monstrosities. You don't see it really? so much anymore because they get – um, less than one mile per gallon or something yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. What, one for four. What, one for three so far. Here we go. Last question. This is a 80s TV question. Okay. What police division did detectives James Crockett and Ricardo Tubbs work for? What police division did detectives James Crockett and Ricardo Tubbs work for homicide. <laughs> yeah, I can't give it to you. Um, Crockett and Tubbs, good old um, Don Johnson himself. They were members of Miami Vice, the Miami uh, Vice squad. <laughs> I got you. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. One yeah, then Don Johnson used to wear that though, all white, uh, <laughs> white blazer, white yeah. pants, white blazer, blue turquoise yeah. shirt. Yeah. I mean, I I actually dressed as Don Johnson one year for Halloween. Did you I, for I, Halloween? I, I, I will not get into that. Um, <laughs> that story for a later day. <laughs> so, pictures one day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll post them to our Twitter page. So FYI, guys, if you do follow us on Twitter. At Taco FFL, um, we have dozens and dozens of followers so far. So hopefully we'll we'll get higher up there. I do want to give a shout out real quick. I had a German listener. Let me get his name here right. Gunther Schmidt. Gunther Schmidt doesn't get much more German than that. He DM'd me um, and just wanted to give a shout out to the podcast. And he was one of our German listeners, which I mentioned we have a large German listening um, contingent out there. So that's Gunther. awesome. Gunther, thank you for listening to us across the pond. And I'm looking forward yeah. to those games in Munich um, coming up in a couple of weeks. But uh, Ike, thank you so much for being on the podcast this week. Yeah. I hope your your season, your next week ends better than your week this week. But uh, best luck um, in your game this week and rest of the season. Chris, thank you for having me. Uh, it's been really fun. I enjoyed it. Um, I would also like to just uh, quickly, Chris, thank you for what you do uh, as our commissioner. As I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, uh, 
this league is very well structured. Um, and it all starts with our commissioner. So your hard work and dedication uh, to the league does not go unnoticed, my friend. So thank you for all that you do. Oh, well, thank you. Ike. I appreciate it. You hear that all, all everybody else in the league, you, yeah. you, you can take a, take a, take a page out of Ike's book. <laughs> yeah. No, I appreciate it. I, I appreciate you. I appreciate our listeners and best of luck this week and rest of the season. Ike, um, take care of yourself. Thank you, Chris. Thanks. And that's going to do it for us today on the podcast listeners. I want to thank Ike dude looks like a Brady for being a gracious and wonderful guest on here. Sorry about the one in four on um, four questions. And I'm really sorry about the beatdown I put on you week seven. Eh, I'm not that sorry about that, but I do wish the best of luck for you going to week eight and beyond. And that goes for everybody else in our league and everybody listening out there in podcastville. Stay the course. You may be two and five, maybe one and six, three and four. Stay the course. Hang in there. We're only halfway through the season. Things could turn around. Man, but if you are 0-7, you may want to consider a fire sale. Just saying. <laughs> oh, but I want to thank our friends at Rico's Cheese and Triple D Distribution. Nice prize this week from Triple D. Remember, chime in on Spotify. Name the movie that fictitious commercial is from, and you could win a $10 Uber Bucks gift card. Curtis here, our friends from Triple D. So I will announce the winner here on next week's podcast. But the most important thing, wherever you listen to podcasts at, whether it be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever, like us, follow us, give us a five-star rating. All that stuff helps our analytics. All that stuff helps keep the lights on. It just takes a click. We would really appreciate it. And most and certainly not least, thank you to every single one of you who listen weekly. The Gunthers, the Jacob Taylors, all those guys out there. I love you. I appreciate you. And you are what make me want to keep doing this. You guys feed me. So I really appreciate it. So this was the Taco Tuesday Fantasy Football League Podcast. Spicy Gumbo. Signing off.